welcome to the 92nd episode of the Free Pizza Podcast. Today's guest is Cassandra, a mixed media artist. Enjoy. Free Pizza, your platform for creatives. <laughs> and today we have the amazing Cassandra in here. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm okay now because I definitely thought I was uh, fucking something up because Jacob was not here for this interview, um, but I figured it out. Thank goodness. Yeah, it's great. It's perfect. Yeah, she was sitting here judging me. Not I was, at all. I think I was sitting here for like 30, I feel like, feel like forever sitting here just figuring it out and she was just kind of giving me the death stare, so... I was staring off into space, <laughs> but you know, I, you didn't even say any cuss words or anything. So internally, I was panicking because I was like, I'm absolutely wasting someone's time right now. <laughs> so, but no, it was awesome. We're sitting here in um, Shelf Life, her amazing shop. It's a beautiful shop, and I and I'm I'm kind of I feel like an asshole because it's kind of my first time going in here, even though I, said I was going to be in here like forever ago. But don't judge me. Yeah, I mean, we're only open during the day so i know that it can be difficult for people to get here see thank you i know there's a lot of people who say they're gonna come don't oh damn (laughs) 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 but no you do a lot of things fabrics painting illustrating you're a business owner yeah so we have a lot to talk about so tell us where the first thing that you started doing and we'll go into the others okay (laughs) well um i guess it all started in my childhood really i um grew up in a household with a um a dad who's a graphic designer and illustrator and was doing that professionally at the time Mm -hmm. and my mom had she grew up sewing and so she sewed a lot for me growing up and so those were my two major influences as a kid Mm -hmm. and um you know, all through school, I did well in art class, and and it got kind of pegged on me at a really early age. Oh yeah, I yeah, kind of yeah. grew up knowing that this is Z- what I was gonna do <laughs> yeah. in some way or another. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So I was in. I went to Grimsley. Okay. I, was, I grew up in Greensboro, mm-hmm. um, and I was in IB Art. I was the co-editor-in-chief of the yearbook staff, so I got into some graphic design that way, and um, so I did a lot of art in high school, and that's when I decided that's what I wanted to do in college, too. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, back in high school. Yes. So, what made it click then that, obviously you have influence from your parents, too, from when you were younger, but what made, what in high school made you know kind of click that this is what you're going to be doing what would you like about uh, it i don't there it, it never clicked because it was never a question okay um yes, it like just that. was it just was who i was at that point mm-hmm. um but i took it very very seriously way more seriously than any of my other classes <laughs> yeah um and and it was my favorite thing okay so yeah. i wish i could have had art all day long. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> what were you mostly doing in high school? You were IB art, so were you mostly doing illustrating? Were you painting? Were you doing everything? Like how was how was that experience? So there were two things that we could do to sort of build this um, grand portfolio that we had to submit at the end of the year. And we had to pick either a medium or a theme to explore all year long, and I picked a theme. 
and it was nature. <laughs> <laughs> nice and broad. Yes. There was a lot that I could do with that. Um, and there was a lot that I did do with that. So I did everything from painting, photography, yeah, yeah. Um, I colored pencil drawings. Okay. And that is when I did my very first fibers pieces. Okay. Um, and I and I did those pieces really subversively. I thought, um, you know, this is not something that other people are using, and so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make these things out of fabric to say fuck you to all the painters. Yes. To do something different. Um, and then it wasn't until I got to college that I took my first fibers class when I was a sophomore. And that was a big moment that clicked for me because I, I realized and discovered that, oh, this is actually like a legitimate thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was that sort that was of launched me in a huge direction. That's amazing. Yeah. So I want to go back to when you graduated from high school. Yes. So yes. knowing you wanted to pursue art... Obviously, your parents were probably fine with that. Totally supportive. Which is amazing. Yeah. Um, they were like, duh, yeah, yeah. that's what you're going like, to do. Uh, we fully backed that, Yeah. obviously. Um, were you were you nervous at all about that? I mean, you no. obviously, you probably heard, okay, good. Yeah, good. <laughs> people here like, oh, artists, I can make money with that, whatever. But obviously, you, your parents were just like, yeah, I can yeah. definitely make this work. Yeah. So that's awesome. And what school did you go to? I went to Appalachian State. Okay. So I know you've had Angie yes. on, and so we were in the art department together. Y'all went to school together? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. That is that sounds fun. Yeah. With you we two. had a lot of great people in that department and and a lot of them have gone on to like actually continue their art career. So I'm so it's glad good. she's in Greensboro and that yes. we get to reconnect on that whenever we see each other that's awesome yeah. that's awesome and she loves this area so it's, it's perfect and we definitely need you to here <laughs> that's awesome yeah well, cool so back to school mm-hmm. um kind of got us through how that was obviously find the fabrics and kind of clicked but tell us about how the whole kind of program was for you at that so it's um it's an older building and we didn't have like a lot of state-of-the-art technology Um, but you know, the first thing you do is take your intro foundations, fundamentals classes. And, um, I wasn't super feeling those classes. I made a couple pieces that I, you know, felt like I was being creative and had done something that I hadn't done before, Mm -hmm. but I consider that work really an extension of what I would have been doing in high school. Um, So back to that like sophomore year, my first fibers class, um, that that became my big focus. And I actually wasn't a studio major, I was an art education major. Wow. And, um, And that's because when I was kind of deciding what my major was gonna be, I took the class um, requirements. Mm -hmm. They had physical sheets of paper that had class requirements for every major offered in the department. And I went down and I checked off the list of every class I would want to take. And I chose the piece of paper that had the most check marks on it. (laughs) And that was art education. (laughs) And part of that was because um, I didn't know about fibers at the time. 
And so I wanted to take as many different types of art classes as I possibly could. Kind of like in IB art, how I was just making all sorts of art out of different mediums. Um, Luckily, there was flexibility with that. Um, And I ended up taking five fibers classes five yeah oh my god and i was also the studio assistant for the instructor for i think three semesters really so she and i got really close and i even um, traveled to aeromont which is a school of arts and crafts in gatlinburg tennessee and it's a lot like penland if you've heard of that i have not heard okay well penland is another school of arts and crafts which is in the mountains of north carolina oh wow okay and I've been to both places, and they're super amazing, like grown-up art sleepaway camps. Really? With artists from around the world who are really well-known in their fields, and you get to take classes with them. Oh, that sounds so good. Is yeah. that similar to residency, or is that... Um, you, or is it they, they do also have residency okay, programs. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I mean, the residents are there kind of doing their thing, and you're just there for like a week or two for okay. your class. Gotcha. So yeah. you, this is why, yeah, you're still in school. Okay, cool. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so I went with my instructor to Aramont and was her instructional assistant there, as well as during the semesters. Um, so I didn't have to do anything like a big show at the end, like people who get their BFA do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I consider it sort of an unofficial yeah. studio concentration. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know what. Yeah, you're good, you're good. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm curious. Obviously, the fabrics were a big part, you know, back then. But were you able to also explore and enhance skills in any other areas of art? Because you do a lot of things, you know what I'm saying. So were, they, were you still drawing? Were you still painting? Were you still doing other stuff as well? Yeah. So I had to take other studio classes okay, as okay, well. Okay, so yeah. I, was, I was taking drawing and painting, um, and those. Painting was sort of my the class that I took the second most classes in, but I never really clicked with painting. Okay. Um, the instructor that I had for painting was allergic to oil paint. Really? Yeah. Okay, so you <laughs> So we didn't use oil oh, paints yeah. in the studio. We just stuck with acrylic. And I think that if I had had some experience with oils that I might have... A bit more liked that more because yeah. I have played with them now and I think they're a really amazing medium yeah, yeah. Um, just the way that they are they're like natural elements suspended in oil and yeah. um, and so you really feel like you're working with something real okay. as opposed to acrylic which is just plastic right just liquid plastic right <laughs> um <laughs> Not knocking on anybody who uses acrylics, and I still use <laughs> them all say. the time. I do. I use them all the time. Um, but yeah, there's something about natural materials that I really gravitate toward. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And was there any part of that program with the fabrics? I was at five classes of it. That's awesome. That you found particularly challenging. Um, I think yes. This was a big overarching theme of my whole time in in fibers in particular, and um, and I called it learning to let go because mm-hmm. I've always been a perfectionist, and fibers 
can be really, really tedious. So this is everything from dyeing the fabric, screen printing on the fabric, cutting it up, sewing it, embroidering on it. Um, even I taught myself how to spin yarn out of different animal hairs oh, wow. and synthetic materials like polyfill stuffing from the inside of pillows and what? human hair and yeah so I was like collecting everything I could and making different yarn out of it and yeah, then yeah. Um, weaving I was really into so yeah. I mean it incorporates every single thing that you could possibly do with fabric right, right, um, right. and and so that takes a long time mm -hmm. and I would consistently run out of time and um, and not have things the way that I wanted them to be because I I needed everything to be perfect. Yeah. So yeah. part of this process of learning to let go was sort of trusting my hand mm -hmm. and trusting my vision so that I could um, just do it and then be okay with what had happened. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That sounds, oh, that's, it, that is sounds so tedious. Yeah. Which obviously, duh, like you're working with fabrics, is not, there's no fast way to do that, but that's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. And, and I really like, like that tedium yeah. too. It's yeah. kind of a form of meditation. Right. You just get into it and you just go. You just go with it. Yeah. That's you so awesome. You don't have to think about it when you're doing like thousands of tiny stitches. Right. You right. Just right. do them. Oh gosh, I'm sitting here thinking like, cause my mom she crochets. Yeah, same. Which is, I want to learn how to crochet really bad. It's really relaxing, whatever. But I look at her do it, and she's making these big blankets, and I'm seeing where she's starting from. There's like, there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> so kudos to you. I think that's absolutely amazing. And using all those different, you know, animal hairs and human hairs and all that. Were those tools all of this available to you, or resources available to you, like through the school or? So. um our studio did have this cabinet that was filled with things that people had donated. Okay. Um, and I drew from that cabinet a lot. Okay. Um, and that really was pretty impactful um, just with, with the whole course of how I have made my artwork since then and even before then but um just having access to these things that maybe i wouldn't have chosen but they're here yeah the other thing that happens is that when people know you make artwork they just start giving you things oh yeah so yep. whether it's things you're going to use or not um it's you know oh i heard that you like fibers so here's a bag of raw alpaca hair you're just like <laughs> yes this is exactly what i need yeah <laughs> yeah that's awesome um so so that's sort of um a foreshadowing yes to what i'm doing now Absolutely. and it really did start then that's so cool yeah i mean it's crazy to see kind of where the path that led you down and kind of where you are now. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, it really is so clear yeah. that that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's jump to the end of school. Obviously, you graduated from Boone. Awesome. And when you graduated, what was kind of going through your head as far as job and work, you know, and, you know, kind of making use of all that information you just got yeah. from the school. Yeah, being out of school was so 
tough. I had such a hard transition. Um, I moved to Greensboro immediately. Well, I did my um, student teaching. Oh, yes. Tell us about that. So, um, Boone, or so Appalachian State was historically a teaching college, just like UNCG. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's not a lot of schools in the area because it's just not a heavily populated place. So the placements for student teaching fill up really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. And you end up in a situation where you're having to drive an hour every day, both, you know, each way. Yeah. And I just wasn't into that. So I moved back to Greensboro and I did my student teaching with an amazing teacher at um she was at two schools sedalia and gibsonville elementary schools so i still had a bit of a drive yeah but um it was elementary school the whole time wow and you're supposed to do like part elementary part middle or high yeah yeah something fell through where that didn't happen and i stayed at the same two schools the whole time Um, And I loved being in the classroom. I loved being with the kids. We did so many fun projects. But um, I realized that I did not feel any different on the other side of the classroom. Like, I still felt that sort of oppression of being a student in school. Yeah. And I realized that that just was not gonna work out wow but that i would come back to it in some way i would circle back around to teaching on my own terms Mm -hmm. um and i just kind of trusted that that would happen eventually okay cool so my first job was a house painter (laughs) (laughs) how'd you land that oh i found it on craigslist (laughs) that lasted for a couple months okay and i liked it But I was way more into sort of doing it properly and with this, like, preservation of um, historic houses. Like, you got to scrape it really well so that none of the paint chips are still there so that it doesn't peel as soon as you paint it. And I was just way too slow. So, oh, um, so you were okay. I was just saying it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was way too slow. And the manager was not good not a good leader people were doing really stupid things to go faster and you know one kid got heat poisoning from yeah it was not good so i quit and i started working for my parents okay yeah and uh how was that what did you do for them so my parents work in online retail. They have a warehouse full of stuff mm-hmm. and sell it online. So I, I ended up, I never realized this was going to happen, but I worked <laughs> for them for four years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And and I loved it in a lot of ways. Okay. Um, I, um, I loved getting to spend time with them. Yeah in this way where we kind of could be equals and um and we just we got to hang out and it was cool hell yeah so i'm grateful for that but being in a warehouse with your parents all day for four years in your early (laughs) mid-20s 
so I just I knew that something needed to change. Yeah, the four uh-huh. years you're like, well, maybe I shouldn't should be doing something else. Yeah, yeah. Like I connected with a lot of people during that time, um, socially, but I wished that I could spend more time around creative, like-minded yes. young people. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And so the other thing about being in a warehouse is you get a lot of time to think. And so I was just spending every day daydreaming about what I was going to do next. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's that is where shelf life really swirled around. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what about opening a shop? Like like what about that excited you? Like why? What was your what was your I guess goal with doing that? So, um, part of it was lifestyle change. Um, I was spending all day with two other people or by myself, and then I would need to get my social interactions at night. So I was going out a lot and, and I just wasn't really happy with that. It didn't feel sustainable to me. So I wanted to flip that around. If I could get my social interaction out during the day then I could go home and that's when I could get my alone time at night like yeah. a healthy normal person <laughs> yes it's amazing I made that flip like a yeah. couple like a year or two ago it's been amazing yes. yeah anyways <laughs> so it's it's been really good for me yeah. um but that was a really big reason why um why this particular structure you know was appealing to me um and the other one again is wanting to spend time meeting creative people mm-hmm. and forming relationships and community. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the other thing was this um, sort of driving force of um, feeling really conscious about stuff okay. and all the stuff in the world and how do we grapple with being artists and creating new things in a world where there's already so much stuff? Yes. Why why do I need to make something else? Mm-hmm. Why is that important? Yeah. And um and so that was really that's from sort of this train of thought that started in college with using found materials then and um and I had this project that I still sort of think about it's called in case of emergency okay. and everything that I made in case of emergency could double as a functional object. Wow. Yeah. So can you give us some examples? So with fibers, that was really easy. Okay. You know, it could be things like this is a wall quilt, but it could double as a pot holder, mm-hmm. you know, in case yes. of emergency. Yes. Um, I love that. Yeah. So, um, I wanted, th- and and then the other thing that I mentioned before about people giving you things, mm-hmm. um, I realized that I had so much stuff in my studio because maybe I'll use that someday. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's just sitting there and I'm not doing anything with it, yep. but maybe somebody else could use it because it is still a valuable thing mm-hmm. to have. And it's it does inspire me or... Um, you know, would be useful. Um, so I decided that the answer was to have an art supply store that sold used yes. art supplies yeah. and found objects that can be used in that way. 
and I could let them live here and they don't have to live in my studio or anybody else's studio. <laughs> yeah. So we can have the things that we're actually using in our spaces. And then if you need something else, it's here okay. instead. So that Love seemed it. like very functional to me. Yes, absolutely. Um, but we also sell new art supplies as well. So okay. we have both new and used. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. The Free Piece of Podcast is sponsored by Zipster, specializing in custom websites and local design. You don't have to lift a finger to look cool online. Visit Zipster.com and see what they can do for you. That is so awesome. Yeah. So you want to go into the details because I know opening a business is, there's a lot of parts to that. Sure. But from your idea of doing that when you're doing the warehouse stuff, did you have, was it difficult making it in reality like how give us like not like you know, you know detailed steps but like kind mm-hmm. of broad steps of how you make that work sure so um the first thing i did was start collecting stuff okay. and taking things from my studio and um putting them online okay and i was familiar with that with selling things online because yeah. of my day job yeah. so I, I created an etsy store and just started selling used art supplies on etsy okay and i had already i also sort of like talked to everybody i know about my idea for like a year before i actually did it okay um yeah. and then i came up with a name um and then I and then, then I did the Etsy store, and then I announced it on Facebook, and um, somebody reached out to me and said, "Hey, I have a space that I would like to rent out. Would you like to start your store in my space?" Woo. What was going through your head when you read that? I just thought it was very fateful. <laughs> yeah. It was like when you, it's that thing of putting your intentions out into the world and just kind of having it come fall into place. Absolutely. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then Adam's bookstore had signs out that were 75% off Yes, and they were out there for a while and rumors were swirling that they were closing. Uh, yep. So I started calling them and saying, Hey, can I buy everything in your store? <laughs> no, you did it. <laughs> did you really? Oh my God. Yeah. And so, you know, basically I made a deal with them and I said, on your closing day, I'll take everything you have left. If you give me X discount, and it took some finagling, yes, yes. but it happened. And no I got a moving way. truck and I bought everything that was left at Adam's bookstore. So that was my beginning inventory. No way. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. So at that point, you already got in a space and you yes. was just looking to fill it. Yes. Okay. So I started filling it that way. Um, and then I set up some accounts with some new um, art supply retailers. Mm-hmm. So I started getting that stuff in. And and as word of mouth spread, people started bringing me things. Mm-hmm. And that really worked. And people were grateful to get rid of their stuff. So they came in and you was like, here. Take it. St- I don't mm-hmm. want money. Just take it. Yeah. And like, so cool. I do offer store credit to okay. people who bring things into me. 
Um, and just, and we still get people who just give us donations. They just want to get rid of it. Yeah. So it's kind of a combo of both, but we do give out a lot of store credit, which Perfect. I'm happy to do. Yes. And I, and I like that that sort of operates on an alternative currency to mm -hmm. cash. Um, yeah, that's amazing. As long as there's a balance, as long as I have enough cash to cover the things that don't operate on store credit. Yes. We're good. <laughs> it's kind of important. Yeah. <laughs> that is so, awesome. Yeah. yeah. That is crazy. So I want to go back. Give us a glimpse of how the first day the store opened was. And was it this location on Battleground? So I was um, underneath Geeksboro is where I started. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So um, I was in the space all summer long getting it ready. I was still sort of working for my parents, but sort of spending as much time at shelf life mm -hmm. as I could. Yes, yes. Um, and my professor, the one that I did all those fibers assistantships with, mm -hmm. came in because um, she was actually living part-time between Greensboro and Boone at that time. Okay. And so she came in to see how I was doing, and she was like, when are you opening for business? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm not quite ready yet. And she looked around, and she was like, mm, it looks like you're ready. <laughs> yes. That's what you need to hear right there. Perfect. And so she bought something and later that day i posted on instagram that we were open for business happened like that yep oh my god <laughs> were you just like with those words were you just like okay cool yeah yeah no better time than now it was it was that thing again and i think i needed to be reminded of learning to let go yeah it's not going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Nope, it's not. You just have to trust it mm -hmm. and be okay with what happens. Absolutely. So. And it was great. So far, so good. Yes. <laughs> I mean, how many, what, what year did this start? 2014. Yes. So this is five this years. This is five years. Yeah. This is a milestone. October is going to be my five year anniversary. That is a big deal. Yeah. You, you should do something nice for that. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do, but. Yeah, I'm I'm swirling around with that a little bit. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So at that time, when you were you offering the services you were offering, you're offering now. Oh, the space is probably a little. It was smaller. Than oh, it. the space was very, yeah. very small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a hallway that sort of connected to the theater. Yes. And this is old Geeksboro, not yes. the the new place that they had opened up. So, yes. um, there was a hallway that I hung artwork and so that was sort of my auxiliary offering at that time was having mm -hmm. art shows mm -hmm. and I would have receptions and um, each of the shows had a theme so um, you know I would announce the theme and then mostly my friends but also other people who I didn't even know yeah. which was kind of cool that's awesome yeah <laughs> um would submit work and you know the theme was very loose but then I had a lot of fun curating and sort of um creating groupings of artwork that could or could not tell a narrative yeah about whatever that topic was so that was really fun but it wasn't until I moved to this space that I started having classes right and yeah. that's when you mentioned 
before in your kind of like app state days that it would kind of come back around exactly so what made you want to bring that back what what uh influenced that um it wasn't really a question again it was just like i know that this is what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. and i just needed the right circumstances for it to come to life right so i'm actually still not even teaching my really? own classes i have other people come in and use this space to okay. teach yeah. um we do have our figure drawing sessions which are on thursdays mm-hmm. so um i'm running that but it's not instruction i'm just kind of you're kind of like managing there, it yeah curating kind of and yeah just hanging out yeah wow that's awesome yeah where you, when you made the jump to a bigger space were you like super like nervous or were you at that point you were just like okay whatever i mean well, it is what it is. yeah i mean it was a big move um it it became a lot more real yeah. the stakes were a lot lower when i was in the basement <laughs> yeah and you know it, the rent was a lot lower and i had fewer people with eyes on me to see me fail if it didn't work out yes so um yeah it was a little bit scary but the first month in here i made so many more sales and had people walking in and telling me they thought it was such a great idea so yeah so just like you said it was in the question it was yeah that's something i need to do it worked out yeah that's so cool. <laughs> I love it. And you know, I said, walking in here, I just, it feels so cozy in here, too. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think people probably think that as well when they walk in here for the first time. And I don't know. It feels right to be in here. <laughs> so that's. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to, I want to uh, take a segue over to your personal work. Sure. So mostly fabrics still. Well, or, or maybe not. What are you doing? What are you doing mostly now? Shelf Life did sort of knock the sales out of my personal studio practice for a couple yeah. of years okay. um and that was another thing i had to just know that it was going to circle back around and be okay with that as part of the process yeah. yeah yeah um because you know as as my tasks at the shop became more manageable and i got used to doing all these new things i was able to kind of add that back in but it took about two years before i was ready to do that yeah so i'm i'm still feeling fresh okay in my new direction that's good um but i had um when i was working for my parents i had really moved more into a journal and illustration sort of direction okay um and so I'm still working in that a lot. There was another class in college that I took my very last semester that was a journal, living journal sketchbook class. Okay. And that was very transformative. Okay. Because fibers takes a lot of space and yep. requires a lot of different materials and equipment. So the journal thing was a lot more manageable and I find that the processes are pretty similar at least in the way that i use them which is collecting found objects or found materials and kind of putting them together adding layers mm-hmm. covering things up and yes. revealing them and um and just sort of going with that process right yeah. right it's funny i was on your website yesterday and there you have I guess it's a project that you were doing that you were covering things up. 
which one? Oh, yeah, the yeah. Um, the crochet project yes. over so, frames. Yes. Yeah. So, that was, is that what you mean by that? Like you were just kind of doing that, and what, you said revealing them. What do you mean by that? Well, I guess I'm talking about more my my journal and and quilting gotcha. so kind of things. practices. Okay. Yes. Yeah. When I'm, it's just um, adding things and taking them away. Gotcha. When gotcha. I'm when I'm creating. Those are two different things. Okay. But. But yeah, that crochet project where it's it's called Art Bomb. Yes. And yes. 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 And so I took the idea of yarn bombing, which is when people cover objects, usually like outside objects. Mm-hmm. So I've seen a lot of um, light poles and telephone poles, and I've yes. seen vehicles. And um, there was a great big project in Greensboro that was knit the bridge, and they did. A whole bridge over in Lindley Park. Yes, I was, when you mentioned that light poles and everything, I was like, I remember seeing that. Maybe it was a year or two ago. Maybe more. It was more. More. Okay, I remember yeah. I used to run over there all the time, and I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Were you part of that? We actually did. It was um, when Shelf Life kind of first opened in this space in yeah. the big space. Um, I had a group of people who were working on that come here and work in this very room that we're in right now. Yes. And um, and work on big pieces of knitting and crochet for that project. So that was really fun and it was nice to have a hand in it and, and host community in this space as well. Right. That's so cool. Yeah. It's funny that, because I, I, I'm, I'm, when you mentioned how I, I'm like, I had like a jolt in my head. I was like, wait a minute. I've seen that before. Yeah. Yeah. That so is incredible. I took the idea of um, yarn bombing and thought about um, what does it mean to sort of transform an object into something that is art. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the purpose of that practice. Yeah. Um, but I, I, took frames and crocheted around the frame so normally the frame is just around the art kind of supporting the art and highlighting the art but in that way i made the frame the art itself yeah yeah so yeah so cool i love it i love it when you're doing these projects where are you getting your your um your inspiration from are you from obviously there's a lot of different colors and whatever are you are they are they from your feelings? Where are you feeling? Are they from like just kind of random things you see like on the earth? Like where are you getting the inspiration from? My brain just does some weird things yeah. and just yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so I just pay attention to it. I tap into it every now and then, and I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> um, but I have way more ideas than I have time yeah. to make art. So a lot yeah. of those ideas are never gonna see the light of day. Mm-hmm. At least not now. Yeah. But that's you know another great purpose of my journals is to capture as many things as i can even if i can't complete the full iteration that's true yeah i'm sure there's no artist that can do everything they want to do yeah this is kind of the it's part of the being an artist (laughs) knowing that (laughs) it's been a hard thing for me to accept yeah i I, at times i've been really hard on myself about that but right right um, right but now i'm sort of okay with it yeah yeah i have to be you're still doing amazing things Thanks. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when you're in these journals, what's the process of creating those? Like, how how's that go? Um, a lot of times I will find a book that is not meant to be a sketchbook. Yeah. So um, I've used several old day planners. Um, the book that I 
am working on right now that I have in front of me right yes. now because I took I notes for the interview. It, it looks like it's filled with so many things. I've been working in this book for 10 years. 10 years? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. That's crazy. I found it in the student union on campus at App. It was sitting out on a table. It had clearly been abandoned, and it had a couple of pages of really bad poetry in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I just kind of saw it as a sign, for better or for worse, that um, that this was something that I had to work yeah. with now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and part of the reason I've been working on it so long is because the paper is really terrible, and I've just been fighting it every step of the way. <laughs> Um, but I'm almost done with it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But it's lined paper. So what I do is um, I usually paint the surface okay. a translucent color. Okay. I often add collage of okay. mementos because I can't throw anything away that okay. has any type of like connection to people or places oh, that I've experienced. Okay. That so, so those go in there. Um, and then I add drawings on top or I'll add notes. Sometimes I'll add another layer of paint to sort of mask what's there. I, I still know it's there. It's not important for other people to see exactly what it is, but yeah. I know it's there. So I get to keep that memory. Right. And, um, and so that's kind of that process of like layering and revealing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. That is cool. So that's what you mean by learning, really. Yeah, right. yeah, yes, yeah. Perfect. Wow, that is. I'm looking. At, I'm looking at the book right now, and I post a photo of it and on the blog okay. and everything. But um, that looks like it's so much work. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna look through that before I leave. Okay. Yeah, that'd yeah. be super awesome. Yeah, I love sharing my journals. Yes, yes, yes. I'm just, I, mean, I feel like I'm just diving into your world. You're not going to that. So that's really freaking awesome. Thanks. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. It's, that's cool. Um, you know, I. I have to use my resources. That's another part of it is I keep the mementos. I keep um, certain things in my studio and I and and like this book, even though I've been fighting it, there was no not using it. I have to use my resources. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Which is that's a good thing. Yeah. That's awesome. So as far as um I'm going kinda of back to the shop here. Sure. Obviously you have other places in the area that are doing you know similar things as you um a lot of them have shut down but there's probably places popping up all the time how are you kind of keeping yourself or keeping a shop kind of you know different and kind of on its toes as far as you know competitors are concerned yeah one of the greatest things that i learned from my parents um who i mentioned you know my dad used to be in graphic design and illustration and they moved into another line of work mm -hmm. because the industry was changing and yep. the world was changing and technology was changing um, and they used their resources <laughs> to um, sort of respond to that in a way that they could keep moving forward owning their own business okay. so I have always known that that is part of this process yeah. I am not as much as I know that this right now is a really good idea, I'm not married to it. If wow. I want to own my business for a really long time, I know that I'm going to have to stay um, 
stay on top of what's happening in the world and be able to and be receptive to um, evolving with the times. Yeah, absolutely. So there, there may be evolutions and that's just part of how it goes. Yeah. You it know, it's it, sort it, of it. a living creature in that way. Wow. That's a very perfect way that you describe <laughs> that. Cause you're right. I mean, and the scary thing is that you do have a chance with the times yeah. and, you know, kind of roll the punches and, you know, adapt and uh, and the reason why I ask that question is because I know a lot of people who do want to own studios, want to own galleries, they want to own storefronts, you know, and you have to keep that stuff in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems fun to talk about, but it takes a lot of hard work. Oh, yeah. You know, to keep the you know the business going and you're doing an amazing job. So that's cool. That's why I had to ask that question. Yeah. Um, so as far as your personal projects, do you have anything? Obviously, you mentioned things going on in your head all the time and maybe as far as the shop as well. Do you have anything planned for the future? Any, any future projects? Well, I'm currently working on my piece for the CVA fundraiser, yes, yes, 100 yes. for 100. Yes, you do every year? I have done it for the, this will, I think, be year number five. Awesome. That I've done a piece awesome. for 100 for 100. I love it. I love it. So it's a fun event, and, and I always try to do something different for my project. Okay. Um, okay. I like to pick something that I have been working on in the past year and sort of reflect on that in a new way so i use it as an opportunity to do something different that's gonna be really cool to see you always go whenever (laughs) that yeah around because awesome the amount of artists that come through and do that are just it's amazing yeah it's a great collection of greensboro artists yes absolutely absolutely well hell yeah you have so, so many things. Yeah, that's just, that's near-term yeah. future. Yes. And as far as long-term future goes, I've got several projects in the works at home in my studio. Um, and it's just a matter of time before they get finished. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get done, but you're, they will. you're speaking like a true artist. Yeah. Really, artists are everyone, isn't it? It's like, oh, we'll get done one day. I don't yeah. know. We'll figure it out. But yes, thank you. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much. Um, but let's give some advice to um, gotcha. some up and coming artists because okay. you you've experienced a lot. You know a lot of things. So um, throw us some information that you think will be helpful. All right. So I've thought about this and really been um, trying to think about what is some good universal advice. And I think. If you have an idea that you really believe in and you think it will work, go for it. Yeah. Just go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other side of that coin is to manage your expectations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> so, um, you know, if if you manage your expectations well, your disappointments won't hurt quite as bad. Quite as bad. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then also taking care of yourself so that you can show up for your work to the fullest that you can. Yeah. To me right now. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's so true. Yeah. Yes. That's something that I've had to learn and really struggled with learning, but, um, that is really what's getting me through. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's cause it's not easy to dedicate yourself to the thing that right. you really want to do. You're absolutely right. It would be much easier to do something where there was already a structure 
laid out for you that you could just respond to. Yeah. But when you're creating it from scratch, you know, that's you're doing everything. Mm-hmm. So um, making sure you get enough sleep. Yeah. And Oh, and doing your laundry. It's a personal attack because <laughs> I have clothes in my bed right now that need to be washed, and yeah. I do not get a lot of sleep. Yeah, I yeah. I feel that. I <laughs> I know that so well. Yes, yes. Um, and then the other thing, and it is also sort of part of self care, but um, surrounding yourself with community. Mm-hmm. I think doing things with other people who not only have your back and want you to succeed, but help you come up with new ideas Mm -hmm. and um, give you other outlets. You can help them with their ideas. And it just, that's what builds a better community and a better Greensboro. And that's why we're here. Yes. I love it. I love it. It's so cool. I feel like, you know, I think Greensboro is very overlooked as far as the arts. Obviously, we have a lot of cool things going on. I won't say overlooked because people know that, you know, Greensboro is on the map and everything. But, like, I don't know. I think, I think we're a hidden gem. You know, people like you and Angie and just everyone else, you know, around sure. here just makes this place so special. Yeah. And that was some great advice. I need Thanks. to work on myself after hearing that. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm st- I work on it every day. You know, it's yeah. day by day. And yeah. it's every little decision that you make that sort of accumulates to right. to feeling good yeah absolutely small steps people yeah (laughs) that's all it is but yeah so tell us where the shop is so the shop is at 2178 lawndale drive Mm -hmm. in greensboro yes and that is in the historic lawndale shopping center Mm -hmm. corner of lawndale and cornwallis Mm -hmm. in what i colloquially refer to as the battleground battleground clusterfuck yes there's a Um, lot of shit over here yeah the traffic is really hard to manage (laughs) so is the parking lot sorry yes we were coming anyways but it's a sweet little shopping center and it's the oldest shopping center in town really yes i had no clue it was established in the 1940s. Oh, you want to yeah. get a historic street? Then. Yeah. A strip. So I like that about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and we're open from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday and mm-hmm. 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturdays. Yes. Close Sundays. And close Sundays. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, our website is www.shelflifeart.com mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and our instagram handle is at shelflifeart and then i have a personal website too yes, we need that we need that that one is www.cassandraliuzzo.com dang right so my last name is l-i-u-z-z-o <laughs> i most of the time don't even pronounce my last name for people i just spell it yeah so i gotta um, admit uh, when i first uh, introduced you on this podcast i definitely didn't say your last name because i knew i was gonna fuck it up oh yep i sure <laughs> didn't Poor part knows that. This is I was like wait you didn't say your last name that, that's why cassandra liuzzo liuzzo Li- yes liuzzo liuzzo, liuzzo. Mm-hmm. italian yeah okay yeah perfect i like that name thanks <laughs> and your parents. yeah there <laughs> <laughs> um and then my personal Instagram handle is that sus, S-U-S-S. Yes. So you can see my figure drawings there. Yes. And you do offer classes here. We do. Classes. We've got classes for kids every Saturday. Mm-hmm. We've got a revolving schedule of classes and workshops for adults okay. in all different mediums. Okay. 
And then every Thursday we have figure drawing and we have an awesome group of people who comes out mm -hmm. and we just get together and draw for two hours. Yeah. Does that cost anything or? It's $10 okay. for $10 adults, non-students. Okay. Um, and $5 for students. Very affordable. Yeah. Come on, people. Got to keep it affordable for the students. Absolutely. Come draw, get inspired. You can meet awesome people, awesome yes. artists. And it sounds like a great time. I want to come. I can't draw with shit, but I do want to, you know. You could still come. I can still come and like, bring a sketchbook and just try. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. Don't be, don't judge the results. Just let it happen. Yes. Oh, quote. <laughs> yes. But yes, thank you. Please, obviously, this is a very you know, broad interview, but if you have any other questions, please ask Cassandra. She is full of knowledge. Her shop is amazing. She probably has some questions about opening your own shop or doing whatever or blah, blah, blah. Just please send her a message. I'm sure she'll be receptive. Um, and also, do you do work for hire? I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I take commissions. So a lot of the work that I've been doing lately has actually not been my personal work, but it has been commissions. I've okay. okay. been doing a lot of signage and lettering for weddings. Yeah. Um, so that's all on my website as well under yes. the tab that says commissions. Absolutely. Yeah. So go to our website. Her work is beautiful. Obviously, you'll see it in Instagram photos and on our website and stuff. But yes, yeah, so if you have any questions for her, please send her a message. And thank you. Daniel, thank you so much. This was really fun. I've really been looking forward to this. Me too. Me too. Me too. Um, yeah, so free pizzas everywhere on Facebook and uh, Instagram and iTunes and Spotify and all the things. Um, but yes, thank you for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. The Free Pizza Podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just go on the Google App Store. Go on everywhere. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Live Journal, Twitter. We tweet. We'll do smoke signals. Whatever y'all need. Thank y'all so much. Have a good night.